We have something very incredible to discuss today. The yeah, Protectors buddy. Foundation and Project Officer Survival. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is big, man. I mean, and this is, I really do give 99.9% credit to you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, but you did I didn't know what was going on, man. Yeah, you did the execution portion, right? And this has been something we've been struggling with for a long time. Um, because let's be an honest broker at the end of the day, I, I got to put food on the table to provide for my family. Right. So, uh, when you see the quote unquote free, yes, it's free to the individual officer. However, you know, four hog tackle is just out there forking the bill every single time. It, you know, it's, it does not make good business sense. <clears throat> um, well, the other thing too about it is the need. Oh, you know, the need. Yeah. And what we're talking about, everybody, today is we're talking about the Protectors Foundation is now a bona fide 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. as per the IRS, man. So we went all the yep. way. We were able to get this up and going. We have board members like Fred Burton, Jen Marshall, and John Guarani. John, mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name. I can never get that. But yeah, we have some great professionals on the board. And what happened was a couple months ago, probably about three or four months ago, I went to training with Rick. Mm -hmm. out in South Carolina. And I noticed that there was local law enforcement there. Yep. And I didn't realize like a lot of these guys and girls out there are paying their own way. You know, oh, yeah. they get that initial training, they get some qualification like once a year, once a quarter, once mm -hmm. or twice a year, but they're not getting any, any additional training, no equipment. And well, it's it, not it, just police, it's fire and it's ambulance. It's EMS. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I think we make this perfectly clear. Um, I have had force officers at my courses before where I have seen the extreme, the extreme on one side where, yep, the department gives them the time off, you know, here's your bullets, all that other stuff Two, I've had guys coming off of shift, working all nighter, basically rolling up to try to come out to train. And then, oh, by the way, anywhere from, Hey, you have to, you know, pay for 50% of your bullets, or you have to pay the department back for all your bullets. Right. I, I'm like, stop the insanity. When you look at this whole entity of, you know, police training, it is super flawed. And I get it. They're understaffed. They're undermanned. They're underpaid. They're underfunded. I, I get all that. However, it boils down in a straight up leadership challenge. Right. I have <laughs> I've done stuff with department because, again, department is use their range. Part of the deal is we offer that department a couple slots in the course. And then I've had chiefs go, well, who should I give it to? I'm like, incentivize your people. Why are you asking me? Right? Use that leadership one-on-one, whatever it is. Hey, hand out the most teddy bears. Give the most tickets. Do this, do that. I, I don't care. But figure out what's important to your agency and reward those people. There's no incentive within law enforcement. And that was the whole driving factor with the project officer survival was I want to give these guys survivability, right? I, I don't like to say this, but it's the truth. I've had my students, you know, um, shoot me emails, texts, things of that nature. Hey man, that stuff you taught me saved my life, right? That stuff goes back to 2001 when I was teaching at the special force advanced urban combat committee, right? I, I don't, I'm thankful for them. I don't want them. I'd rather the guy have the skill, never have to use it. 
never gets put in harm's way, perfect. However, if you are in a deadly force encounter, I want you to be as tra- trained as possible, be as efficient and know that threat so that you can go home to your family. That's the deal at the end of the day. Um, on top of that, you look at the firearms training notebook. The firearms training notebook was a direct drive from law enforcement. We would sit there and ask these guys, hey, man, where's your training notebooks? Don't have them. Now, my canine officers out there, right? You guys got them for the dogs. And I'm sitting there going, but where's your personal one? Nothing. So we just want to give these guys more survivability in a ever-growing, more dangerous world that they can deal with it. Now, understand, it's just not about firearms training. It's about problem solving. There's a bunch of different things we do out there. It's mindset. It, we we try to shape things in a different aspect because I am not a law enforcement officer by trade. Don't claim to be, but I've been around these guys enough. And I'm going to tell you, what I've seen training-wise is absolutely criminal. Well, you they know, the are, first thing to go, the first thing to go, and funding is training. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're cutting a budget and like we're and that's the thing is like you go out there. I'm very fortunate. I've been in the federal government uh, up until the end of this month for 20 something years. And if you want to go to training, the training's out there. You have mm-hmm. the budget, the budget in almost every federal agency. You're some way or the other. You're going to end up eventually going to training if you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, big departments, state departments, uh, even that even a lot of the states are hurting right now. Big cities are hurting. But. What we want to focus on with this foundation is kind of like getting this out there and spreading it because there's other nonprofits like this out there. Hey, you know what? We'll partner up with them. It doesn't matter. There is enough to go around. Mm-hmm. There are so many small agencies, departments, and we're and and one thing about the Protectors Foundation is not just law enforcement. You know, Rick is going to help me out. He's going to be the go-to for when it comes to the training for the law enforcement sector, but also you know the fire. EMS, they're going to need training later on. And as we get this up and going, you know, we'll push it out to them. But right now it's like so many small, mid-sized departments are underfunded, understaffed, and have zero training. So we'll get the training out there. We'll work with you. We'll work with the network that you know. And we'll hit up corporate sponsorship, not just for training, but for equipment. Yeah. You know, tech med for, you know, we'll hit up, uh, you know, equipment, everything. Some of these guys and girls are out there right now have like <laughs> their duty weapon with two mags. And people are going to be like, well, why don't they go out and buy this? When, you, when you're talking to someone that's basically living on minimum wage right now, you know, mm-hmm. the feds, they get paid hefty. You know, you go to a big yeah. agency, you're going to get paid hefty. These small agencies, you know, some of them are working this job. They're also working a, two or three other side hustles just to get by mm-hmm. to support a family. Yeah. So when you're talking about nope. getting them mags and ammo or anything, it's yep. imperative. Yeah. It, ask them. Next time you guys are out and you see a law enforcement officer, ask them, hey, man, mind me asking how much you're getting paid? And I'll tell you this for my North Carolinians, and I've said this before, I need my more North Carolinians to rally. I need you guys to hit up our state legislation because if you didn't know, the North Carolina State Highway Patrol, their pay is mandated by law and Colonel Johnson's doing great work up there, but he's trying to get that changed and give these guys a bump to hopefully help draw other people in. The only way it's going to happen is via legislation and changing state law. So guys, if you are a North Carolina resident, please go call, you know, your local representative, let them know you support fund increasing for the North Carolina state. Patrol. And 
guys have to be involved, right? I've talked to some some officers, man. $32,000. Wow. wow. $32,000 starting, right? With not a whole bunch of pay creases built in there. And then, like you said, you want people to go out there and, and pay for their training and do this. They've got to give something up. If they've got a family, it's like, do I go and train or do I sit there and, and put food on the table? And, and I get it, man. They're out there well, that's the one thing these. I want to say is a, and starting the Protectors Foundation, it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So if you get corporate sponsorship, and that's going to be our goal. I mean, if people want to yep. you know, spend five, 10 bucks here and there to help support or, or spread the message, that's great. But I would love to see corporations come forward because, hey, not only are you supporting the Protector community, but mm-hmm. the other thing, hey, and you know, this is the reality of the world. You're going to get a tax break. You're absolutely yeah. going to get a tax break. And it's not just on monetary input. It's going to be on equipment too. Cause I was it, reading the, um, yep. the guidelines. Hey, you know what? You want to donate equipment? That's a tax write-off. Absolutely. It is. So, you know, my ammunition companies out there, if you want to sit there and donate ammunition, you know, yeah. and, and, and the beauty is Jason, right? This is the part people need to understand. This is very much a partnership across the board. It's a partnership you know, obviously with us, it's a partnership with the LA community. It's a partnership with the industry. The industry needs to understand what's the return on investment for them. So company X sits there and donates whatever, right? There's a couple different options. You can sit there and go, hey, man, here's my donation. Thanks. I'm not looking for any notoriety, right? Or if you want to sit there and call your local media outlets and not that you're trying to bring highlights to you, but just highlight, hey, man, we support law enforcement. That's really what I'm looking at. We support, Mm -hmm. come on out. You want to make it a media event, you know, a media day for your company. I I don't care, right? Because that's backing these guys. That's supporting these guys. That's helping these guys. And the more corporate input we have, and it just doesn't have to be from within the firearms industry. You know, here's a prime example, Chick-fil-A. Love those guys, right? Chick-fil-A, 50% off for first responders, you know, when they're getting food out of the restaurant. Plus two, you know, let's think about it. It's not a bad idea to have a cop sitting there. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but it, those are the companies, you know, we're looking for. Hey, man, you, you make it a corporate type event. You want to do whatever. It, cool. Great. I, I don't care. But like you said, the beauty is you want to donate equipment, man, on top of, you know, the cost it'll take to, to run the training. All that equipment, man, tax write-off, tax yeah. deductible. So we're trying to look at what is the best way to get companies to engage. And I get it. You know, typically Q4 is probably the better time because that's when they kind of know when their tax dollars are sitting at and what they need to adjust and do everything else. However, you know, you can use those projections. Hey, sales are on track for this year. We're looking at this. Hey, can you do a donation? Cool. And you want us to come to your place? Hey, man, simple, easy coordinations, man. So I, I just want people to understand the return on investment is twofold. Yes, it is to the survival of our law enforcement officers, first and foremost. And then the return on investment back to, you know, the donors, for lack of better terms. If you want, you know, to have that type of event, come on out. You want to sit there and grip and grin these guys' hands? Come on out. So the I just think this out of this is you're, it's a not one thing about a nonprofit. It's not political. No. It's left, right, whatever. We're not going to be doing politics at all. What you are going to do is you're going to provide direct direct support to the protector community. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Direct right there. Boom. You know where your money's going to go. One thing about uh, project officer survival too, is you're not new to this. 
And I want you people to understand yeah. that Rick's been doing this for a long time. And I mm -hmm. kind of want to get an idea what is Project Officer Survival and and where did that come from? I mean, obviously it's free training when you can, yep. uh, free slots and stuff like that. But you've trained a ton of LEOs. Yeah. So what we wound up doing once you got your approval from the IRS, we went and launched on warhog.com. We've got a page on there, you know, that's labeled Project Officer Survival. So when I got out, again, I've this part to serve, this part to give back is still there. How do I give back to the law enforcement community? And let's be honest, broker. There's not a whole bunch of traction you get when you run an LEO only class because they're tight. You know, if it's coming from the individual officer, yes. Um, have I had municipalities, you know, pay for guys to show up for things? Yes. But I was like, how can I give back? Or, you know, the first one we did, coordinate with local range, talk to those guys, said, hey, man, you mind if we use your range for this event? They're like, yeah, sounds like a great thing. Oh, by the way, you know, a couple slots for you guys or, you know, for your agency. Um, we put it up on warhog.com. People come through, they register. The one thing I ask is if you are an officer registering, be there. Now I get it. Things pop up, but you should know, you know, enough in advance that we can get other people in there. What I don't want is if that range will support 15 officers, I don't want 15 because somebody opted to sit there and go, Hey man, I'm going to take the slot and then blow it off. Nope. If you register, you're committed. I got it. If you need to back out, that's fine. Um, and then it's just ramped up from there, you know? So um, Mike Glover, you know, when he was doing stuff, uh, get my year straight, maybe 2020, 2021, somewhere around there. You know, he was doing some, he was trying to do things by GoFundMe. People were donating and he tasked us, you know, to run, we weren't calling it Project Officer 5 back then. We just call it free, free law enforcement firearms training. But yeah, you know, so we ran a couple classes kind of under or funded by Fieldcraft Survival. But then, you know, it was me and you were having the conversation. It's like, how can we make it as beneficial for that donor? How can we make it where they're getting something in return? Hey, man, a tax deduction. Who doesn't like to pay Uncle Sugar more money than they have to, right? So it's like, hey, do I pay Uncle Sugar $50,000 or do I sit there and give to a, a tax deductible 501c3 nonprofit? And then boom, you know, I know the guys are getting out there. So you can see and we're going go to and this is going to be very transparent too. You're going to have 100% be wherever every dollar goes. You're going to know where it goes. Yep. Ab absolutely. It is, you know, uh, um, and a lot of people don't understand this. If you go to the charity navigator and all those sites, you can find out the rating. But if you go to the IRS website and mm -hmm. you look up the, the 501Cs that you're looking at, you can find exactly where the money is. It's right in their tax yeah. filing. You can find out who's yeah. getting salaries, operational costs, and everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to get this out there, man. I mean, right Dude, now, I, we're first. initially the first six months to a year is going to be really focused on law enforcement because that's kind of what the need is right now. And that's kind of what our wheelhouse yep. is. Uh, the Protectors Foundation will eventually move into the the uh, the firefighter and EMS sector as we get more contacts in that community. Because I don't want to mm -hmm. just, you know, pull in money and all of a sudden we're just giving money out to people. I want bona fide, solid training and equipment to the right audiences. And how are we going to determine which agencies are in need? I mean, there's going to be a lot of demand. But the thing mm -hmm. is, we're going as we get in corporate sponsorship and as we get in more sponsorship from from donors like you all out there, if you want to donate to it, I mean, I guarantee all your money is going to go directly to the training and the equipment. Uh, as it goes in, we'll, we'll find out. We're going to work with other nonprofits and determine how they like, you know, determine who has a need and everything else like that. 
Yeah, and, and part of it's just going to be hitting, you know, there's going to be the need aspect, right? So, you know, hey, if you're Aiden and you're listening to this, um, if you're looking for training, you know, shoot a note to either, you know, go to the Texas Foundation or, you know, warhog.com, shoot us a note so we can at least make a tally tick of, hey, man, these guys are looking for it. But really, like on the corporate side, like I said, um, let's say I got a company, I don't know, company X out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and they go, hey, man, I want to host an event, but we want to run it up here in Raleigh. Okay, cool. You, you know, it's, I don't want to cheat those guys if they're willing to donate, right? And they want it in their local area. That only makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So, but then other than that, you know, we'll start figuring out how are we doing, um, you know, these courses. I mean, in, in my mind, I've got grandeurs of, um, you know, hosting larger events where, hey, we bring more instructors in, kind of round-robin type deals. So, yeah, you know, you're getting other aspects of other people out there in the industry. Um, but, again, it's a little further down the road. We're trying to just figure out how to solicit those donations, how to, you know, lay things out. And, again, it's a learning process. So, Going back to, you know, as far as what we talk about being 1% better every day. Yeah, we, we got more stuff on the plate. If we didn't have enough, now we've got nonprofit stuff we're trying to figure out. How do we shape that? How do we talk to people? How do we get more contacts? How do we convey our message? You know, What I would love to see is I would love to see the Protectors Foundation kicks off. And then I'd like to see, you know, different foundations throughout the country. I mean, different. I'd like to see this spread till we get more and more support and more and more people we know within our community to help Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And you know, one thing I want people to know is too, is if you're corporate sponsorship, you're not only going to get the tax break, but you're also going to get networking. You're going to get media opportunities. I mean, you and I both have pretty, we're pretty keyed in on this networking and media Mm -hmm. thing. So we'll get those opportunities out there for them. And the best thing to do really is to go to the protectorsfoundation.org or warhogtactical.com. Is warhogtactical.com, right? Did I get that right? Nope. nope. It's warhog. Oh, I got it wrong. Yes. No, warhog.com. Yes. Because again, I want to make it as easy for people to get there. Warhog.com. Bam. Um, mm-hmm. So be careful. These other, you know, encroaching items out yeah. there. You know, all these fakes trying to ask. You know, here's the thing. When it comes to social, I'll never solicit people for money on social, right? Yeah. It'll be, it'll be some type of, Hey, this is what we're looking to do. Any questions? There's, trust me, there's a thousand different ways to get in contact with me. And trust me, when all these trolls come out there, mm-hmm. you know, the whenever there's going, money hey, involved, man. there's always yeah. trolls. Yeah. It's like, hey, is this shoe? Is this shoe? Nope, nope, nope. But yeah. I'm excited about this, man. You know, we're going to kick off. Um, the website is up and running now. Mm-hmm. And Rick, we're going to have opportunities for the corporations out there and for private donors as well. And one thing yeah. I do want to make, you know, if there ever is anything going to operational costs, I want private donors, people who are like, you know, the five, 10, 20, $30, your money is directly going to training and equipment and support. It's not going to go to any type of operational costs or salary or anything else that comes out of this later on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Every donor money at the the non-corporate level will go directly to training and equipment. Rick, yeah. I'm excited about this, brother. Super stoked. Protectorsfoundation.org and warhog.com. Yeah, buddy.